0: Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kinte, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. This is episode number 163. I am joined by my beautiful, talented, now she has a baby, co-host, Shannon Ford Jefferson. How you doing?
1: What up, though?
0: So, uh, how do you keep this hidden from us with a uh, baby?
1: Mind the business that pays you, sir. <laughs> but I'm good, though. I appreciate all of the love. All
0: right. All right. So, how my, were
1: you? How was your weekend?
0: My weekend was, was, was fine. You know, some drama. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. But for the most part, it was a good weekend. And, uh, and happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, uh, hi,
1: the adult version. Happy Father's Day to you again.
0: And uh, some of us whose fathers are not with us now, uh, you know, it's a, I always say it's a club that you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely, I mean, I always think about my father. But uh, even yesterday, like I was, you know, I I thought even more so about my pops and how mm-hmm. uh, much I miss him and and all of that stuff. So. I just wanted to get that out there. All right, so now that that's done, let's talk about our, let's introduce our panel. I'm going to start off uh, with our returning champ. This brother, he's uh, from the great state of Georgia, uh, and uh, he's been on the show uh, several times. We always love to have him on, uh, one and only Anthony. How you doing, man?
2: Peace, peace, man. I'm good, man. You know what I mean? I'm still black, you know what I mean? And uh, everything's good.
0: Still black. <laughs> you know what though, man? That's a real thing. Cause like three weeks ago I was like white for like afternoon. So <laughs> I was I scared the melanin came back though. I was like scared.
2: I, you know, what I mean, I'm not out here doing the vibes cartel or the semi-sosa, <laughs> you know what I mean? So nah, I'm I'm good, man. You know, <laughs> if anything, I'm trying to do the opposite because my legs are a little light and I'm tired of walking around looking like uncooked chicken. So, um, we're gonna hit the beach and get some of this sun, this vitamin D out here. Pause uh, for my legs, my kneecaps. You know what I mean? We're gonna...
0: I, I I love the pause. That was pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, you know what? Damn. So that should be standard, right? Every anytime you mention you want vitamin D as a man, you got to put that pause in there. So,
2: but, I mean, you don't have to, but you know. <laughs> You because know. they say I'm not anti anything over here, but I'm just you know, I know that's want just some an no pause. Too. <laughs>
0: yeah. I might have to add a pause in there, you know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna to put that
1: on the t shirt, so just so y'all know, it's already been it. I was gonna say, I want some vitamin D. And mm-hmm. it's, gonna say, it's gonna have a picture of a son, and it's gonna have a picture of y'all. Need to, y'all know where it's gonna have
2: a picture. <laughs> hey man, I just be safe and be careful. Yeah. Always, is what I'm saying.
0: I like um, I like, I like vitamin V. How about that? So I mean,
1: I can make you a T-shirt to say that too.
2: Vitamin T. So just give this, this make me a T-shirt to say I love tacos.
1: I'm gonna say I'm gonna make you a T-shirt to say give me that <laughs> speech.
0: It in. <laughs> also joining also joining the show, we have another returning champ. This brother is all the way from the country known as Canada. Well, uh, it is the one and only Ryan. What's up, Ryan?
1: Hey, Ryan. How's it going?
0: You know, you know. Let me ask you this quick question. You're not just Ryan to us. You realize that you're Ryan from Canada. There's always that caveat, like Ryan.
3: Yeah, Ryan
2: from that's Canada. Not
1: even the, that's not even the best part. Who is Ryan? I thought
2: he was the Ryan Perez,
1: creator of Hustle Zone TV. There that's you go. Living. No, 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 no. There legend. you go.
0: All due respect legend. to that.
1: Legend.
0: All due respect to that. You know how much I love Hustle Zone and what you're doing, but you still like Ryan from Canada. So that is like part of your your thing,
1: Ryan. I put some respect on it. Who didn't put none on it? Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I got nothing My respect for for and Ryan.
1: Maya, I got you, girl. I'll let you know when you orders are available. I'm gonna so. talk to my future. <laughs> y'all look, you look. The hustle about to be real up in
0: this. I'll, I'll say this about Ryan from Canada: is uh, you are a hustler, man, in a in the best way possible. And I really love what you've been doing, man. And, you know, it's only going to grow. Yeah. Only going to grow. Yeah. Uh, so, so t- tonight we've been giving like the brothers a lot of love. So tonight we're going to be giving the sisters some love. We and- have
1: been giving the brothers a lot of love.
0: So. Yeah, and I love it. I love it being a brother. You know, I love it. So I'm going to let Shannon uh, kick off the show. So here's the mic. It's about women. So you
1: can move it if you want.
0: Yeah, but you know this
1: is this is the second part of why we love. Um, last week we did men, so this week we are doing women. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to talk about why the men on the panel and my co-host love black women. And <laughs> if anybody wants to know, this segment of the show is sponsored by Newman's Hot Cakes. Says I like my chocolate in human form. Like a little bit.
2: There you go. Okay, that's what's up. All right, that's what's up. All
1: Let's right. get cracking, Who wants to go first? I already know so we I'm, got songs and dance about why you love black. You know, intro song and everything.
0: Okay, uh, can I, let me say something before we actually get to our panelists. Um, okay. And I normally don't like to kick it off when we have guests, but. You know, I feel like one of the reasons why we created the show initially was I felt like there was not a not a, there was not a, a lot of love that we were showing as far as black people to each other. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot of programs where it was like brothers bashing sisters and sisters bashing brothers, and I just never wanted that energy here. And I feel like it's so important to hand out the love. So when Shannon said that she wanted to do this program, I was all for it because that's what I'm about. So um, I there's so many reasons why I love black women and I could just go on and on. And I will to a certain point, but I wanted to start over So, uh So uh, Anthony, is there something you just want to come
2: out with? Come out with, I mean, like I said, my whole intro was the brown skin lady, you know, brown skin lady, mm-hmm. where you go this goes to the brown skin lady. I like the way you walk. I like the, I like the way you walk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in regards to that, man, we can start on just the physical format. It's just, it's like watching God incarnate and I'm not even saying that in a pandering tone. Like I, I admire just all the shapes and the sizes while, you know, let me also be in my humanness. Uh, I do have my preferences, but I still love and adore and advocate for just the black woman. Because without, without a black woman, I cease to exist. So, you know I mean? It's just, uh, it's just so important to always show that love, man. I don't want it to be what Dave Chappelle calls deficient of biting in love. <laughs> I'm getting choked up over here. Right <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, so in, in a more serious tone I feel like a black woman was my first God. Mm-hmm. That was my life that uh, that created me, that carried me, that incubated, that nurtured, that helped me develop internally as far as being inside of her in even more so externally to continue that nourishment and to continue that those provisions like this is what i saw my first example of strength from this is what i saw my first example was in continuous examples of perseverance and endurance and and just the fight of having to you get knocked down get back up you know dust yourself off and try again and you know i mean the first examples i've had of making shit happen like get it done and i move my i move the way i move largely in part because of my first God, before I even had an even understanding of whatever the dichotomy of religion and things of that nature, it was my mom, you know what I mean? My pops didn't raise me, my mother did. So the majority of the way that I think, how I think, or even that I think is coming from, you know what I mean? I guess the, the inspiration of being inspired by, you know what I'm saying, my mom. So I, I work as hard as I do because of my mother. I kind of just, I somewhat, sometimes I feel like it might be a little backwards, but it's like, well shit, my mom ain't quit. And obviously she's you know older than I am, you know, unless it's on some don't uh, be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood, you know, where he was, the father was younger than the son, however that worked. But this ain't that case. But I'm like, if, if she can do it, I have no excuse. If my mother can continue to go and pers- persevere through all of these different hardships and obstacles then i ain't got no excuse like what the, what am i doing you know i don't have uh a, a, an excuse or a vision of being lazy or being defeated or being any of those things I, I feel like i don't have that option because i've never seen that come from my mother and while as parents you probably shield your children from you know a lot of the hurts or personal things that you're going through my mom's always talking to me as I don't know if my mother ever talked to me in like baby talk. Mm. She's always talked to me in in terms of uh, just very clear and very direct on what it is that is going on, what's happening, what she needs from me. And so I respond to that, those, those direct and non beating around the bush. So I guess, again, a lot of what I have to offer to the world or even to offer in return to a black woman is because I got it first from a black woman. Mm. Uh,
3: Mm.
0: All right, all right, all right, I love it. What about you, Ryan?
3: Well, you know for me, my experience, I was raised by black women uh, you know, a typical story your father, father wasn't around um kind of you know, like my dad was here and there, but my my mom and my grandma you know were the the strong, pivotal. Uh, forces in my life, as long as uh, and, and alongside my Auntie Lorna and Belinda, Monique, there's just so much women around me, and all of them were strong. You know, you never ever felt that you never saw them like, my, you never saw my mom or my grandma cower, you know, to anything. You know, anytime my grandma, she was just telling me about like with all the recent protests, she's like, you know, she saw me online and she's like, um, she's like, yeah, I see that you're advocating and stuff. And she's like, you know what, to be honest with you, Ryan, I never, she was one of the first black women in Calgary here when she, you know, I think, I forget when she came, I think it's in the 60s and the 70s. And she said, you know what, I never really experienced racism here. Um. And she had, like, she had white friends and whatnot. And I was like, oh, really? You experienced experience racism? She's like, nah, because I cussed their ass out. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> so she'd go to the grocery store, and, like, we, I remember my grandma, she'd be like, can I, can I cuss? Yes. She, you know, like, and if the woman was being rude to her and condescending and, you know, And you know what that feels like, right? Being black, you walk up to a clergy and someone's just being snooty with you. My grandma wouldn't take it take her two seconds and she'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you and your king. Blah, 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 blah. And she would just cuss the person out and we're all like, but my grandma, you know, everywhere she went, um, my grandma commanded respect. And, you know, my grandma taught me how to cook. She taught me how to clean my house. I would, she'd teach us to get on our knees, wash the floors, wash the walls. And she taught me how to iron my clothes and all that stuff. Because, and then that translated into me now that any relationship that I'm in, I provide even that much more value because my, my grandma, my mom instilled so many different things. So I believe that black women are, you know, like, like Free said, you know, black women in in themselves are God, you know, because I think the original, the original human beings were, 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 were black women because that would be like the whole Adam and Eve story for me doesn't make sense because if Adam and Eve had, had a, had a, had a kid, um, then there would be incest, right? So if a black woman was first on the planet she could she could she could create more human beings and and the reality is too is that that's there's nothing other than a black woman everything else is it works in tandem because cells work the same way cells divide themselves you know uh, plants do the same thing so a black woman is a you know a human version of a cell so it gets deep you know to the power of of the woman and 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 what her impact is in everything that that is around us, and even in her DNA, she can give birth to all different types of of um, human beings. Native, there's a I forget what you call that. There was a I forget what the name is, but black women in their DNA have the power to create all of hu- humanity, and there's no other women on this planet that can do that. So. You know, I think that black women are, you know, we, and you know what, can I say one thing I've never seen, I wasn't a part of the the LA riots, you know, and when the riots happened in 2015 um, I didn't really, wasn't part of that either. But these riots that just happened with George Floyd, I've seen so much black women just stand up and take on the movement and they do it fearlessly. They don't care. Like here I am checking myself. Should I call this person now? Should I do this? And you know, my sister's on the side, like, man, I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to, to, to fight a motherfucker, you know? And I, I've, I I just have just a, a, a profound respect for, for black women, for leading this revolution, you know they care about us, they love us, and you know I, I, you know I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, you know because of that. All right, all right. Did I talk too much? I'm sorry, but no, 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 oh, that was
1: perfect. I'm here um, for it. We've been doing a lot of shows geared towards black men, but I, I think it's, it's it's essential and it's necessary to pause the beat. And honor, and uplift, and encourage the sisters.
2: So no. And if if I could even be carnal for a moment, let me be just a little carnal, maybe a little crass. My joint don't even get hard if she ain't black. So I'm just saying, like <laughs> that's you know I just leave that where that is. Uh, Hilarious. Is is that real? Is that real? Is that is that is that serious?
0: That's what's up. Um I mean, I'm definitely dedicated to black women. I don't know if I'm and maybe I need to check my dedication. Uh, <laughs> I'm not to that point, but uh but I definitely uh, hear what you're saying. Um no, but uh, you know, like I said, I love black women. Um just you know, I first started off talking about my mother, right? My mother and my father were a great team. You know, um, my father was, is an, was an activist, a community person. And my mother was like his backbone. You know what I mean? And having that great woman by your side really, like, it made him a better person than what he did. You know what I mean? And they worked together as a tandem, as a team and that's the first thing that i learned as a young age is that you know i i feel like relationships are about empire building right uh when you when you get married to somebody you know this is a partnership hopefully in your empire whatever you want to define is your empire and you want the person who is going to be by your side to, you know up for that task of empire building a woman wants her man to be there and and a man better want that for the woman that they're with, so black women who I've known over the years—some in a romantic sense, some just from afar, just seeing them and their their walk—I've always appreciated how uh, a lot of black women are wonderful when it comes to that that whole empire building. And I got to see it as my, you know from my from my mother. You know, they had a great empire together. And it was because uh, the backbone of it was my mother. And um, so when we talk about this love for Black women, I think it's just so important that the love that we've always had for each other, that unfortunately, I would say, especially in the last 10 years, is starting to erode that we have to do a better job of promoting that. And like I said, it doesn't have to be necessarily all in the romantic sense. You don't have to love a black woman because she's in you're having a relationship with them, but um black women in general need our support as a community of black men. We need to support black women and we need to start looking at the way that we protect our black women as really goes to like, if you can't protect your women, and I'm like I said, I don't even mean just your daughter or your niece or your wife or your girlfriend, but if we can't protect our women, what does that say about us? You know, that's like, to me, that's basic man shit. You know what I'm saying? And so you have, we have to see each other as part of the same, you know? It's not us versus them. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, in our community, we've allowed that to permeate, you know, this us versus them. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know what? If you're on the Titanic, there is no great seats. You know what I'm saying? So this whole idea of who has it worse or better or whatever is bullshit. We all are victims of of this society and the system you know? And once we can get to the point where we understand that we are in it together, I think that will, that will help our community. So one thing I want to talk about is when we talk about our love for black women, and I believe Anthony might've been on a show where I kind of asked a similar question, um, that I'm about to ask, but I don't think Ryan was. So, uh, but you know some people probably didn't see that show i i, I want to say that you were on it is can you guys remember the first black woman who was famous that was your crush you know like uh <laughs> all right lisa talk Bonet. about it <laughs> lisa Bonet. lisa Bonet is a is a
2: star child she is magical (laughs) that's probably like my first celebrity girl crush uh or like woman crush that um that i can that i can immediately pinpoint i'm sure if i went back and sat down and searched within the recesses of my minds and closed my eyes and traveled through the synaptic space that i could actually probably come up with somebody Mm -hmm. that precedes her however in this sense, you know, I mean, I think Cosby Show was still on and kind of prevalent. And you know, I'm not uh, of me. Ne- you said actually,
1: last
2: year. I can. For, well, I mean, this is all the same show. Felicia, Felicia Rashad to this to this day uh, can get <laughs> can get the works uh, all Pizza Hut. Um, but honestly, before that, it was probably like. Mm-hmm. She looked, and I don't know is she light skinned I don't know, like exactly, but I remember just those i mean ain lighter, but also darker complex, like yeah, I had to have been single digit age having a crush on c v e the way she was just like I couldn't put the words together then, but she was just magical in that sense of how she was able to create the music, the way that she did, just that energy is probably what I was able to identify. Uh, of about her um, in that in that arena, and then getting older and starting to see, you know, different things, uh, or being attracted to like the Rosie Perez's and then getting a little bit older and the Tashina Arnolds, and you know, um, uh, Stacey Dash's You know, when I'm in my teenage years, Javi so like here that in that the way. chat so, says
0: the Stacey Dash uh, count.
2: <laughs> Right. She did when I was a teenager. Right. I don't know if she counts so much now because I, <laughs> I think we might have traded her. Uh, and I think Candace Owens, if she hasn't been traded, I think she's also on that list right. uh, f- for trade. In the, uh, but, <laughs> but I would like to say probably as far as having a awareness of a crush, it probably was Lisa Bonet. Just as a um,
0: side note, Candace Owen, I would trade her for a pack of Newports, and I don't even smoke. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, sheesh.
0: Sheesh. You're, right.
1: You're not giving them away.
0: are the not giving them away randomly.
3: Sheesh. And the rice.
0: Um, yeah. What about you, uh, Ryan? Uh, who was your? You
3: know, he said it. He said it. Um, Felicia Rashad. I mean, and um, her sister Debbie Allen. You know, I don't know. Oh, there's something. Yeah. If you look at Felicia, um, you look at her pictures from oh. from back in the day. Like everything about her, just you know, everything about her is electrifying. Yeah. You know the way she the way she speaks way she looks um and Sheila E like again like these are he said it you know he said it out of his mouth um Sheila E I love Sheila E I think that um you know the way that she plays her drums I think the vibe that she like the what the vibe that she gave off when she was uh you know back in the 80s and stuff like that with Prince you know always had a I don't know there was just a vibe right um and who else
0: can, can, I, can I just as a side note, Prince had a roster, but oh
3: yeah, <laughs> Apollonia, <laughs> exactly. and like you know, but you get conditioned for all the light skin girls because that's all right. that you saw at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like I always wanted, always thought like even Ap- uh, what's the name again? I can't pronounce her name, um, Apollonia. it right, you know, Apollonia, oh. and then um, yeah, Apollonia Vanity. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
3: You know, she died the uh, same man, day as Prince. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: maybe a month or two before Prince.
3: Yeah. So and then, but but then uh, that one girl. I'm I'm really bad with names, but she's like, I like your smile. Do 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 do. do, do, do. Shanice, oh Shanice, you know yeah, Shanice, Shanice yeah. and you know, and I think as I, and and Stacy Dash, like you know, that was kind of the again. These were only the women, and I like a lot of men. Like at the time, everybody was like, "Yo, Halle Berry." I never really had that vibe with with Halle Berry.
0: I, I liked Halle, Berry.
3: I liked Halle Berry. yeah. I liked Halle
2: Berry, but right. see, Halle Berry <laughs> started out as a crackhead, and. I don't even say that to be funny, but she did. You know what I mean? Like she was, I suck your dick. And I'm just like, dang, that's crazy how you gotta start out your career like that. But then later on, I'm like, oh yeah, Holly, Holly Berry's bad, but it's other people. I guess even now, it's like from from then to now, like there are certain mm-hmm. celebrities now. Mm-hmm. Like uh Nicole Bahari. fire crush on her. Like she's on like Sleepy yeah. Hollow. She's been on plenty of movies. Um, and I'm, I can't even, this is so, I feel like the options or the, the visibility is so much higher now than it was before, but I feel like who gave a variety, my first like variety mm-hmm. of the spectrum of black was, uh, Teddy Riley, Rex and FX, Shake Your Rump. <laughs> if you remember that, or, or actually before them, yeah, crew. yeah you remember that right. album cover? Mm-hmm. they're on the beach. They had the spectrum on that, you know what I mean? So, it was... It wasn't hard because I, me growing up or living in D.C., Chocolate City, it was... I was surrounded by, I guess, blackness. P.E. was out there, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, 9-1-1's a joke in your town and all that. I, like, I've seen all of these, I guess, these images. So, I was kind of still inundated. I was for a small bit. Mm. My mother said I was struck. Yeah. Uh... But I think by the time I got to like middle school, yeah. it started to kind of phase out. And high school, it was definitely gone. Cause uh I remember the first like pavement black sister that I was like uh overwhelmed by. She was super chocolate skin, was smooth as I don't know what, had the Tommy Hill figure tennis dress on. The gold herringbone with the uh Bob um uh, micro braids or whatever and what have you had like two open face goals in the mouth. I was just like my whole, my whole, my brain broke because I was like, I've never <laughs> seen somebody so goddamn fine in my life. <laughs> like, um, and her name was Adina. Shout out to Adina Howard, but it was a uh, big uh, shout out
0: to Adina Howard, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> but,
2: well, I, I had a- <laughs> but even those, you know what? Maybe Adina. I, yeah, I had a crush on Adina Howard too. But I mean, I feel like that's for obvious reasons. Because look at what she was kind of putting out during my adolescence when my hormones were raging. So, um, yeah, my I don't I could talk the rest of like two hours about all the different black women that have just uh, made an uh,
0: impact on uh, my Nia life Long.
2: Uh, Hi, Rihanna. Nia
0: Long, yeah she was like the Oh
2: Neil Long she man.
0: was like for a fresh Prince. Of time like the like love interest always in everything like she was I, I called her the black Meg Ryan you know her cuz she was like you know she was always the, you know and everything
2: <laughs> and i think Lathan <laughs> probably took her her spot afterwards after that Sonai Lathan yeah. and Disappearing mm-hmm. Acts is what sealed it for me. Um well, Wesley Snipes. Like that was a and even that, Disappearing Acts. If you watch that movie and see how pivotal she was as a black woman to help Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. get over mm-hmm. himself. Like that was really he was blocking himself and he had to get over himself. And he almost really lost out on her, like straight up, which many of us unfortunately run, come across and run into. Um and having that, that friction between the divisiveness of our different societal experiences and now trying to bring it together to coagulate. And it's just, it's almost like oil and water, not knowing that, like you said earlier, we're on the same side. Which is actually what men, uh, Shannon talked about a couple of days ago in the midst of this whole J. Cole and no-name spat. And it's like, you know, why are we trying to out-hurt, like, who's, mm-hmm. who hurt the most? We both hurt. Like, we both fucked up. You know what I mean? We both... There ain't no good spots no good spot, so no good spot try to, try to see whose pain is the worst. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, pain is relative. So what I think may, you know, might be light that you went through compared in comparison to me, you might think is what I'm going through is light to you. But pain is still pain. You know what I mean? Pain is relative and how you perceive it, how you receive it, how you deal with it. But understanding there, yeah, we are still on the same side. And having to try to do away with these Willie Lynch later ideas of because that's essentially what's happening i feel like it's whether that was real or not we're still in that particular state where it's the, the man is taken from the home while women are having to fight for themselves well they're definitely fighting for themselves now while we see him on the front lines of the protests, because residual effects from these men not being in the home uh, or not being present in their lives not specifically yeah. in the home but not being present in the community not being present in 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 each other's lives. And so who else, who you got to fend to? Who you got to de- depend on? It seems to be much easier for women to get together and galvanize each other and be out there. We gonna form a protest. We gonna make some t-shirts and some signs. We gonna have the bullhorn. We gonna be out here and we gonna be marching fist up. Angela Davis, we out here leading the charge. And it's like mm-hmm. where these men at.
0: And, and this is a shout out to the shows about how we love black women. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, you gotta give her a shout out. The earrings are nice. Love the earrings. Shannon?
3: She always got good earrings.
2: Yeah. you welcome. I made those. Oh. Yeah, I made good. those. Oh,
0: I'm okay. That's funny. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, I remember I saw this interview fairly recently. It was uh with Kevin Hart. And he was talking about how he his daughter, who goes to a predominantly white school, how she was like having a hard time because all of her friends, their hair is different and they don't have to go through some things with their hair With something to that effect. And he was talking about as, as her father, how he had to wanted to reiterate her, that she was beautiful and that, you know, and to really speak to whatever she was going through as far as not believing that she was um, as, as beautiful as her, friends who are not black. And I w- I want you guys to talk about you know um uh, this idea of black not being beautiful. Like we we see um we see like the 50 most beautiful people and it'll be like 49 of them will be like Caucasian and then one will mm. be like a mixed sister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So like every once in a while they'll have a Lupita on there or you know or, or whatnot, but for the most part, you don't really see people reflect, you know, it's not a real reflection of of us, right? And I know that has to weigh on a lot of people who, you know, it's like, damn, my, my dog shit, you know? And a lot of sisters are, <laughs> I don't feel like, are appreciated for their beauty, yeah. and I just want you guys to talk to, to sisters about, talk about that, as well as just talk about how, how you feel about the way that our society is as a whole, how we don't, you know, we make black women feel, well, not me, but I'm talking about the society, make black women feel like they're inferior to the European aesthetic.
3: You know, I think I'll speak for myself. Um I I didn't have the privy to live in the States where, you know, there was more black um At the time, you know, like, and there were times where we had cable and sometimes we didn't. And there wasn't too many shows with black people on it. And you have to think during those times in the early, like late 80s, early 90s, you know, that's the only programming you got. And when you live in a city where there's all white people um, and, you know, you're not going to get even on even in the radio they weren't playing a lot of hip hop music and stuff like that. So, you know, we would have to listen to the college radio in order to get our, you know, weekly fix of um, of hip hop and r and B. I'd have my cassette tape and I'd put it into the, you know, the ghetto blaster and press record. And then that would be my, you know, I would make my own little mixtape. But that was the only access that I would get to Black culture or to get access to anything Black you know and i always ask myself like how come you see like all the ads like my mom used to buy vogue magazine and stuff like that and that's all you all you knew you know and like and i can't fault myself for for you know like because in my city there's a lot of white women and and i i dated a fair share of them right and it's just because there's not a lot of black women to go around right and I think that when the internet came and when you know black culture was more accepted by white folks and people started appropriating, um, you know that's where I got more exposed to you know different types of sisters and you know just you know um, just getting ex- just getting more exposure to just differences in in not just our sisters but you know different types of women, um, just because it was just more acceptable and television we got more channels and we had you know and you know just seeing people in my life too like my mom's friends and stuff like that she would always have parties and stuff and you know they would bring their daughters over and i'm like Mm mm-hmm, you know and i think that you know the the idea for me was that the more i and i went to toronto too and i think toronto changed me a lot because there's so much black women in toronto you know, and it it matters, but I think that it's the whole the whole idea of programming. That's why we have to stop buying cable, why we have to stop watching television, and we need to open our minds and you know and stop looking at those magazines because they are per- perpetuating a lot of these uh, stereotypes. They are the ones that are telling you that you know that the 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 Michael Jackson nose is a beautiful thing. A, a beautiful thing right so that's my opinion
0: well to be fair to ryan when he was dating those white women he was just going undercover for us getting in for intel so. <laughs>
3: oh,
1: <man. laughs> <An absolute mess.
0: laughs> so uh so anthony what, what about you how do you feel about like you know this, this you know if you are if you are a black person specifically a black woman your beauty is almost an afterthought, especially if you don't have like a European aesthetic to it. So just, you know, I know you're not a father yet, but if you had a a daughter, like what kind of conversations would you even, you know, about that kind of stuff to it?
2: I think now is a much more, I guess, time to even have these conversations because the difference between I think now and what I see media wise versus when I was elementary school or middle school age is there are so many more images or there's so much more imagery in the ways uh, of black being beautiful. I can access it so much quicker now than I could have, you know, there was no, what where, where... I'm old enough to have been able to enjoy pre-internet, pre-dial-up, pre-all so anything I had to see was library or magazines or in the aisle at the grocery store when you're checking out and seeing what's on the cover Microfish. of Cosmopolitan and Time and whatever Microfish. else You know I, would I have Say what? Dang, I feel old My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now there's so many you got so many you have the opportunity to curate your timelines, your feeds to where it's nothing but anything that you want to see positive. There are so many Instagram groups where it's promoting in whichever light you feel deem it to be, whether it's positive or negative. It can be, oh, Black Nation, Black Poly Nation, Black this, Black... You can have your Black on Black on Black, 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 Black. It could be your whole social media internet feed can be nothing but those images to where you won't... I think now is a time to where there are little girls and little boys that are growing up and not having to have mm-hmm. any real knowledge of what it was like before seeing those those images that allowed them to believe or to reinforce their beauty, as opposed to what we what we looking at. When I'm a kid, we're looking at um, uh, Cindy Crawford, and you know, I mean, we're looking at uh, Jane Fonda, and and like all of these other types of um, types of. I guess imagery that was not in promotion of Black being beautiful as opposed to now where you got, I don't i don't think the conversation is that difficult. We've already come, come far beyond the point of Chris Rock putting out the, the documentary, Good Hair, and it changing the minds of whoever it needed to change or at least offering a different perspective as far as what you're doing chemically and what it might be doing psychologically to you to continue to promote yourself or to, to act in this particular manner. But I'm like, it's now, it's all different types of hair journeys, all different types of skincare situations, even now to the point where a few years ago, Carol's daughter was a big deal that it crossed over into a mainstream platform. Here in 2020, how many more? Uh Black-owned, black, Uh you know what I mean, they got black chemists, black, all of this type of stuff. You got all of these to where you have these, it's getting more and more access to these things, so where you're not limited to uh shea moisture <laughs> or oil of l a and you know all of these different types of things. You have things that are designed and catered and designed with you in mind for on, on some fool bullshit for us by us. This is for you. this isn't something that you now have to settle for because nobody is thinking of you're an afterthought now you are the primary and the forethought, and as far as beauty standards go, I feel like now it's even more of a misconception um societally that black beauty isn't beautiful, reason being is because all of these other celebrities are doing what now? Emulating these features or trying to attain these features that come naturally on melanated women. So I feel like it's a psychological mindfuck to, to where if anybody's still at a certain age, still struggling with that because I'm like, look at all the stars that you look at, look at Kylie and look at whoever, the, all of the mother stuff. There are other people that I can't think of whoever they are right now, but and that's not even just her, that was Angelina Jolie with the collagen injection in the lips. That was and that was somebody who I was hella attracted to pre Tomb Rainer, like Gia, and you know, what I mean, all those types of things. But you see these things where they're getting their skin tightened and stretched and moved and trying to get the crow's feet out the way, and you're looking like, uh, what's 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 um that queen's name i think it's bernice something she like 60 some years old ripped out here looking like she like 60 70 mm-hmm. and is out here in the best probably in the better shape that she's ever been in her life and without having to have these concealing creams and or all all other stuff that they was this uh uh avon and and <laughs> all the other stuff that they was using mm-hmm. so um longer story long I think the conversation is, no, I think the conversation to me would be easier to have because of I have so many more resources at my fingertips that I can point her in direction. And and like I said, tailor make her visual experience to where I don't have, that's not the confidence or the self-esteem won't be coming issues, won't be coming from that particular area. Maybe it's coming from the normal we teenagers, hormones every place. I'm growing into my body. I don't really know how I feel or how to feel. Things are changing. Okay, that's normal stuff that you're going to have to go through without having to deal with a top layer of. Mm-hmm. Just I was going to say too that like
3: um, I went to Guyana. Um I, um, I went to Guyana in 2015 to meet my father for the first time, and I, you know, he has children everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I have a a young. Uh, sister i think she's like maybe 10 or 11 and i was like in this or like i'm in this place called new amsterdam and it's just a small town and they had a few toy stores so i go into the toy stores and i say where are your your black dolls they had white dolls everywhere um you know and because like in guyana it's like you got really poor areas that they're Literally stuck in time, like it's like going because the, the the houses are colonial houses, and um you know they're literally stuck in a, in a time. And this was during my birthday, and it was um it was Christmas season, so in every store they had um the same cutout of Santa Claus on every store. Now, when it came to television they were only watching Hallmark movies that had no black people in it. So, you know, in the Caribbean communities, especially, like, you got the old-time racism, old-time colonization, just because the programming and the stuff that's there, you know, like, they don't have the resources to, to, to even watch the shows that we watch. So they're still ingrained in wanting to lighten up their skin, like skin-lightening products are, um, you know, are heavy in the Caribbean. They're heavy in Africa. They're heavy in in India and whatnot. And you know, I asked the the lady in one of the stores for the black doll, and she's like, you know what? The girls don't want that type of doll. The girls just want the black the the white doll because the white doll is pretty, you know. So. I didn't end up buying her a doll because I was like, man, this is crazy. Cause literally like Kente, it's like going back in time. Wow. You, you, you look at all of the walls. They had white dolls for days, not one black doll. And the black girls did not want that doll. So, you know, it just goes to show you that it, this is not just mental. Know, being, yeah, it's mental and it's systematic. You know, because if you can't even watch television with black people on it, why would you? And if you think, you know, like because you have to understand, like the programming was weird because I was sitting down there with my cousin and we were watching television and they only had like three channels or whatever. They didn't have cable. And this is during Christmas time and they had songs that I've never heard before. They're like, all i want for christmas is to have what all i have and it was about like it was programming them to believe that what they had was enough that they shouldn't strive for more you know it wasn't the christmas songs that you would hear here about enjoying yourself it was like i know i don't have a lot but it's okay And that was pretty much the the content that I was watching. And then the Hallmark movies would come on. And then, you know, you watch it and it's just white people just living, you know, living their life, having nice fancy things. And this is the introduction to American culture. So that's why a lot of Caribbean people and a lot of people from some of these poor countries want to go to America because that's the first thing that they see. When they're watching these these types of programs. And if you see white women always on television, why would you want to? You know what I mean? And they have nice hair and they have all this stuff. And then you're and then your mom is telling you, you know, come here, come here, girl. She she put on the, the hot comb and she's like, you know what I mean? Like putting the, the relaxer. This is a systematic you know, this is cultural, but it's systematic. This is how we are raising. And, you know, there's a lot of hatred for oneself in the Caribbean community. I know that there's some women that love themselves, but, you know, I grew up with that. I heard that. So, you know, it's deeper than just, you know, being exposed to blackness. It's, you know, it's what people are being taught from when they're kids, from their, their own parents. And their grandparents and, and even my son, even uh, I'm sorry for talking too much, but even my son, when he was going to get dreads, my grandma's like, man, you want to clean yourself up. You don't want dreads. Go tell your dad to go and cut your hair. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's the mentality. Mm, wow.
0: Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, um, you're getting compliments, by the way, Shannon, on the way you're dealing with the baby. So
1: Thank you. <laughs> I will will say something before you continue, though. Um, Mm -hmm. As a woman with lived-in experience as it relates to um, the standards and the quality of beauty, I agree with Ryan on the part about, you know, it comes from home, um, and it should. Um, I grew up being the darkest and the tallest in elementary school, and I was reminded Mm -hmm. of that all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. Most people hadn't reached puberty yet, but wait till you get to be high and they caught up um but it's more so the conversation of and anthony uh free alluded to this as well that everyone else is emulating what we have that's right and it's whether it's our hair our butt our lips, our style our vulnerabilities in the way we just our sex appeal anything that we have it is being emulated and not that other women can't have a level of sex appeal or attractiveness because they can't. I've seen Hispanic women, I've seen white women with natural booties. I mean just let's just go and keep that thing real. But it becomes cool by society standards when someone other than us does it. And so my PSA today is, you know, I am unapologetically black. And I am unapologetically a black woman. Mm-hmm. And, and thing about me is orchestrated so naturally dope that I don't have to worry about you emulating what's naturally already instilled in you. My ancestors made sure we showed up for their, for us. They showed up for us. And we are an extension of that beauty, we're an extension of that excellence, we're an extension of their wildest dreams. So go and try to emulate it if you want to. Have at it.
0: Have at it, yes. Now let me ask this question. And uh, hopefully, Anthony will uh, be able to relate to what I'm about to say t- on some levels. And um, and Orion, um, when I was a younger guy, and you know, I date black women, I don't think I really had appreciation for how the how the process, if you will. It wasn't really until I got a little older. You know, I was one of those people, you know, you've heard the saying, uh, I don't care how they make the hot dogs. I just want to eat one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I dated these women oh, yeah. these sisters who would do incredible things to get ready to go out with me. Right. And, you know, I would show up and I would just be like, man, I'm looking at my watch, like, you know, I'm trying to get to this spot. And as I got older, I had much more of an appreciation for what, you know, what they would do to get ready to go out with me. And um, as now as I'm older, I appreciate those things a lot more. And I just want, um, you know, you guys to talk about some of those things that you appreciate, like when a sister's going to go out with you and you should got to get fly and the different little things that she does and all of that to you know to get get that flyness just right so uh, i will start off with you anthony
2: Start with me so i will say that i was fortunate in not having Mm -hmm. to not really having a space where i didn't appreciate it because um Mm -hmm. in the same vein of you know i mean my first god being a black woman which is my mother also I guess, spent time in the mode of, I guess, worship before I kind of knew what it was. Like, I grew up greasing my mother's scalp with, with the pink oil moisturizer and whatever, you know, that like parting hair. Like, I grew up knowing like three three years old, parting. So she showed me how to part <laughs> her hair probably because she's tired from working all day. But I don't know that. It was fun for me at the time. Um, but then being able to take those same, you know, I guess those intimate moments that I had with my mom and then when I'm uh, of age to be in a relationship as an adult. <laughs> and my girlfriend at the time was like, Oh, you know how to grieve, scout? Yeah, my mom showed me how to do this. Yeah, I've been doing this since I was ex, however, whatever years old. Or even down to the process of like me seeing my mom paint her nails and uh, do whatever, like she's about to go out, whether she was going out on a date oh. or she was going out to my mother was, is a singer and she's been a singer pretty much my whole life. So going out and getting prepared for a show. And seeing that, um, so I got what I would consider now, uh, by all accounts of the words, the privilege to be a part of, to not only see, but be a part of the process. Or even the come down and kind of taking those things off. And my mother soaking her feet in the little massage, foot massage tub, and me going and scrubbing the, you know, the dead skin. Like I've got to see and be a part of those processes. So I definitely appreciate, mm. um, and that that probably helped or assisted in increase right. my patience when it's time to go somewhere and I'm not necessarily looking at my watch for what time you know what I mean um oh okay this is just I'm accustomed to it I'm I'm used to that to that uh situation because when it comes out and I get to be like we walking out somewhere and I see other brothers looking I'm like yeah no that's me that's me right there cuz you know what I mean like uh so but I do, I, I do get it. Or even seeing the, all of the rollers, the little clip-on joints, or the curling iron, the, doing the bump, the flat irons, and doing that whole 9 I'm like, all right, man, it's just that's just what it is, you know what I mean? And maybe even now, where women have maybe have a better sense of time of how long it might take, so they're gonna start a little bit earlier in the day before, right. or start the night before. Or even honestly, a lot of the preparation I saw my mom do was for church that's probably the most saturday nights after the end at the end of the week either preparing saturday night for church or sunday evening for the week for the work week you know i mean after church you're going to get everything you got getting your clothes ready and all that okay my nails look like this or whatever i'm getting ready to go to work let me go ahead and get hit walmart for the or whatever store hit kroger or win dixie or whatever for the uh the the nails. If I'm gonna do the lead press ons, or I'm gonna go get the stockings, the leg stockings, and all that other types of stuff, or whatever, and get prepared. So I don't know. I've always had an appreciation for it because of
0: that's a, my that's participation cool. in it. Yeah, and, it's, unfortunately you know, for me, I had to. You so know, much. I didn't appreciate it as much, but then I grew to I appreciate it quite a bit now. So uh, I just lie about when we have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then when we get there, be like, "Oh, it's just, it just seems like it's a good time. Oh, shit, I just must have got it mixed up. My bad, baby. <laughs> uh, but as a side note, I, I want to know: since you and your mother sing, do you guys ever do a duet? Any duets together? Loves. Do y'all have a song?
2: No, we don't have like an official song together. We sing together like all the time. Like I'm always making up some wild type song. Um oh, wow. But her and one of my younger brothers, they perform live together on like on stage on several occasions. Um I just haven't done that. But my mom has often supported me in that. Like she's taken me on auditions where I've had to sing and oh. um has been my back background vocals, you know what I mean, even while I was probably shaking cool. in my boots nervous. That's
0: cool.
2: <laughs> so she's kind of been yeah. there, it's definitely in that support.
0: What um, what about you, Ryan? Do you, do you appreciate what the sisters go through just to go out with you?
3: Uh Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's like what I've always known because like I was raised in a house full of women Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, from the hot combs to all the regimes having to sit there watching my sisters get their hair braided. Um, you know, the thing is, is like my mom, my grandma, they look great. They look good. Um, and the way my grandma cleans her house, everything is immaculate. My mom's the same way, the way she cooks, immaculate. And finding like you know, because <laughs> I just recently uh I you know, I literally dated Karen. Literally the last relationship I had was with Karen.
0: Oh wow. To the T. Are you from bird watching. Bird? Stopping from bird watching.
3: Yeah, <laughs> she's literally K- like Karen. I- I'm so glad they came out with that name because, like, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was dating the Karen. But the thing is, is that like my mom, her and I didn't have the best relationship. But my mom just always knew how to dress. She always knew how to carry herself. All of her friends, everywhere we went, they just taught they just had a pride in themselves. So I always expected that with the women that I was with to carry themselves at that level and that degree. So the past relationship that I was in when she didn't want to like, you know, just she didn't want to take do some of the self-care stuff. I just didn't feel valued as a man. And, and you know, and like some feminists out there would be like, well, fuck you then, you know, but I, I like I really appreciate that. I feel like you know, a thing about black women is that black women are you know, black women are are decorative. You know, they decorate themselves. And you could see that with when you go to Ghana and you look at the Ghanaian women and you look at the Nigerian women, the way that they put, you know, the 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 their clothes on, they put the head wraps, that shit is on point. You know it strikes you in the eye it it's vibrant, you know, so you expect that you know out of you know, the woman that you're dating. so I think that's a part of the process and and just to 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 add a bit more, I think that that's part of this movement that's happening, this revolution that's happening, I hope that corporations give black women time to get to do their hair. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the fact of the matter is is that there's no appreciation for our na for, for for natural hair. You know, and I'm not saying that women shouldn't be putting wigs on and stuff like that, but the fact is is that, you know, I think that there just needs to be the the system needs to be more open in dealing with black women in their totality as opposed to forcing them to having to always put a wig on or put a weave on, you know, because I personally, am not attracted to weaves. I like women with, with natural hair. I find that natural hair is, uh, you know, just brings out another glow, you know, but that, that's just my opinion, right? Cause when I was dating my child's mom, I always hated when she put on the weaves and I would say, you know what, why don't you, she, so she cut her hair off and she was like, she was bald and she started growing in her, you know, her little fro and she was beautiful just radiant. And everyone, everyone stopped and said, you know, something. Right. And I, I just think that we need to be more appreciation for black women, the way that they carry themselves and for them to take their time to, to get themselves ready, because it's always on point when when they're ready.
0: You, you know, it cracks me up too about sisters. I and mean, we do it too as brothers, but sisters do it like times 10. They can have a job where they have a uniform, right? but it's never like really the uniform. They'll make it like their own thing, you know? They'll be like at Walgreens. And then everybody else will look like the same, but the sisters will be like, they'll like pimp it out, you know, (laughs) and add their little, you know, little soul to it and stuff like that, you know? And you'd be like, you know, you'd be like, you know, you're a little out of uniform there. (laughs) But it looks dope.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: Hey
2: man, you can't help with, you know what I mean? Can't help what God has giving you. I'm just like, hey, man, what did she get it from my mama? Can't tie a sweater over that ass or hide it in pajamas. Like, is <laughs> like this, hey, miss. Oh, can I give a shout out? As I, I, as he was talking, I was thinking about the first introductions to, you know, beauty is a, a blackness and black women as a whole. I just got to give a major shout out to my first like uh, yeah, yeah. the was magazine. Let's give it up one time for the jet beauties of the week. Um uh, because me and my <laughs> brothers used to collect those and we would trade <laughs> and we'd fight over which one. Nah, nah, I don't want that nah. Like get upset and have arguments over which jet beauty. Now nah, I trade you this one. Nah, you gotta give me that one. I want that one with her in it. And just kind of like I kind of feel sad for the for the for the young brothers these days, because you don't have that experience, you know. What I mean, you don't get to like that was those were coveted magazines. Not just for what was, not just for them and the women being dressed almost in bathing suits, but it was still information about blackness in the Jet magazine. And um, I can't say that I, I I was aware of Essence, but I didn't grow up reading Essence, and I probably only read stuff in Jet magazine because of those women that were in there. But you also got to know who they were. This is- <laughs> Uh, Tasha James. She's from Dallas, Texas,
1: and she was to a an
2: uh, physician and all these different things. I'm like, oh man, Tasha is <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, oh man, Tasha is dope. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was that was my first like trading cards. Like so, um, yeah, I just wanted to give some shout out and acknowledgement to those because that those was dope as a, as a young black boy. Out. Shut out! In All right. So we'd we be remiss to
0: do a show about why we love black women <laughs> without talking about a specific black woman. And this is gonna make that person probably blush. Mama. So we're gonna talk about why we love Channel. Oh I thought so, we talking about our mama. So uh and I'm gonna go too. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna close it out. But since she's uh, a black woman, right? You're still black, right? You still black? You still black, Shannon?
1: What do you mean? Heck yeah, I'm still black.
0: Okay, okay, cool, cool. So uh, we're gonna all talk about what we love about Shannon. So uh, who wants to go first? You want to go first,
3: Ryan? Yes, Um, Shannon. She has lovely cocoa skin, and you know, and every time she's putting on, like you know, she doesn't put on sometimes like she'll have some vibrant clothes that she puts on, but her earrings are always on point. And, you know, they really, uh, you know, she, it, they're, she's creative. I think that what I, what I appreciate about Shannon the most is that, um, she's supportive and she's smart and she's a leader Uh, And her, her writing is so beautiful. Like the, you know, the art that comes out of her, the, you know, her expression, you know, is amazing. So I think that, you know, Kente, you're a lucky man to have her on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I think we're all lucky to have Shannon because Shannon is kind of like the glue that brings, you know, keeps everybody together, you know, and um, you know, and you guys do, you know, so great together as a team. So, you know, but those are my comments. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony. Now, you've known
0: her, you've known her for quite a while, right?
3: Sure.
2: Yeah, you've known I her mean.
3: like
2: a while. three five. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a few years. Like it's been, I don't know, three to five. Yeah, it's been three to five. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, uh to me, Shannon is if I'm rooting for everybody, black was a person, um <laughs> I know y'all see the memes and all that, but i mean and I mean that with some humor, obviously, but I mean that in in, in absolute seriousness, you know what I mean, like line upon line, precept upon precept, like um I guess one of the first things that. I would say that I love about Shannon and I could probably spend another hour talking about what I love about Shannon. Um, (laughs) but probably one of the most genuine and pure people that you will run across in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Like with, between her and I, there have been, there's been a, a space of, of safety of no judgment, but also accountability that has been created and has been consistent. And, um, I guess one of those things that you want from any black person or any person within your uh immediate circumference but i definitely from you know from your counterpart for the things that i think there are black men who say that they lack within their relationships whether it be platonic romantic within their uh, female counterparts shannon embodies that and not only embodies it but exudes and permeates and all of these wonderful adjectives and verbs that i can you know coagulate together to try to even come up to what, what she is worth or try to surmise her value. But I mean, from the first probably marathon conversation she and I have had probably about a myriad of things, whether it been uh, about black people, whether it's spirituality, and also when I say the safe spaces, her and I have not always agreed on on everything. We not always agree on uh probably religious ideas or spiritual ideas and things of that nature but that still doesn't change her support for me as a person as a human but also her support for me as a friend and i can call her that in every sense of the actual word what it means and not on some oh i just met oh this my friend we're not five you know me i know how to define what a friend is and a friend and is that is not and so i mean she has been i guess nothing but that but that for me um, been, you know a kind of a bootleg matchmaker, you know what I mean? But well, you know we'll talk about that another show. <laughs> um, you know a little you know Cupid or whatever. But I I mean, I think just her mind space as far as how well read she is, like Ryan said, how well she writes and expresses herself through that particular fashion of art, but also just just genuine purity, even down to the when she's pissed off. And I've, you know, been on a few of those conversations where fortunately, it wasn't me that was the catalyst for her passivity, But however, I, I was able to return the space of safety to, for her to be able to just kind of unload those things when, you know, you're going through some adverse situations. And it's like yeah. you still get the purest form of Shannon. In whatever capacity you meet her in, it's going to be genuine, sincere, pure. And I don't feel like I've ever seen or felt like she's had an ulterior motive, some sort of underlying, you know what I mean, underhanded type whatever. It's just been very fortunate for me and many times over these three to five years, it sounds like a prison sentence, but it's really not, man. If I had to be, uh, you know sentenced to a lifetime of friendship with Shannon. I'm cool. I'm good, man. You know what I mean? Like, Let me get my uh my Shannon time out of, out of my conversation. I appreciate you,
1: friend. I'm going to need you to put that on a car I'm for my birthday. I'm going to stop it there because I can't keep
0: going. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to say this. How, last, how big do you want this card uh, to be? I just said I a lot of shit. <laughs> and uh, So I'm not going to do it this week. But uh, I have to say that, you know, I really, truly love Shannon. She's a great friend. Uh, the moment I met her and she was on our, as I said on the last show we did, the Black and Nerdy show, I automatically thought she was like, like the coolest person, right? I mean, she was funny. She was, um, she had this, uh, this, you know, quality of, you know, she's intelligent. She You know, like, all these great qualities, right? And then, you know, eventually we we became, you know, friends and we started doing the show together. And the thing that attracted me to her as a person was one is her love for Black people, which is evident in the first conversation we had privately. You know, and you know, that wins me over right away. And her love for Black men, um, not just as a romantic situation, but just having love for her people, black men and women, you know, just love it. Cause you meet a lot of black folks who don't feel that way, you know? And uh, so that was something that attracted me to her. And as I've gotten to know her over the years, I mean, I do consider it a blessing to know her and to work with her. And, you know, of course, you know, um, I'm sure I never drive her crazy, but there's times where she drives me crazy. And uh, And even still, though, we've had arguments, <laughs> we've disagreed with each other like big time. And the cool thing is, I think for it, to be a friend with somebody or to be in a relationship with somebody, you do have to provide a space for disagreements and feel like you can disagree, but it isn't going to be like the end of the world. And one thing that she does do is she provides a space for, yeah, we may not disagree. We may not agree. We may be on the complete opposite sides of something, but she's not going to be just like, you know, then if you then, you know, then you go die. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like she does allow that, you know, that space. And that's really important because I feel like then you can have a real friendship with somebody. If you feel like you can disagree with them and it's still going to be love, you know what I mean? And that's one of the things I appreciate mostly about her besides being so, you know, smart. This sister got so much freaking talent just mm-hmm. oozing through her pores. I almost want her to quit that job and just focus on, you know, her talents. You know what I'm saying? Uh Maybe I need to find her a sugar daddy so all she can do is just work, be creative 24 seven because sister has so much talent. And I'm just, you know, we just talk, you know, and, and I really wanted to do this on this show because, you know, as uh, the great Noriega, uh, I'm talking about the rapper, not uh, the... <laughs> yeah, Nori. Nori said, we want to give them their flowers while they can still
2: smell them. I was like, what you and, I was um, like Nori?
0: <laughs> I really just want to reiterate since we're talking about our love for Black women, and last time I checked, black, Shannon is a Black woman, that um, we give her that love because uh you are a tremendous human being you know um and i i'm very happy to know you shannon um i love the the fight with you you know i love the uh you know she's like the the sister i well i have two sisters but she's kind of like the sister i never had um that i could like wrestle with and stuff you know and uh i really enjoy that about her and you know she's a Christian woman, like a like a legit Christian woman, not like only on Sunday. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> she's wholesome adjacent. You know, I love that. She's not all the way wholesome, but she's like she's like wholesome is around the corner. You know? She's like in that place around the corner from wholesome. I love that about you, Shannon. So um I know you 2020 is a crazy year. I know 2021 is going to be even better year. I know you have big things that you're, you know, you have coming out next year. We're all supporting you, and uh, just like I said, I'm, I feel very blessed to know you. So, and I say all of this with, you know, with the sincerity and love. So that's how I feel, and I'm sure everybody in this chat room loves Shannon as well. So.
3: You know, of course we do.
0: Yeah, you're pretty pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, man, that's that's my moon cricket, man. That's my moon cricket. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got hey, something to add, man, and I feel like it's very important in, within this context of this Hi, conversation. Man. Um, Danny, what up, though? Um, I I wanted to add that, you know, in the love for black women, what is not commonly stated, but I feel like it's imperative to be stated here, for the trans women out here, black women, I love y'all too. I'm I'm not going to say that I understand everything or... But my lack of understanding does not exclude you from my love and my protection and for also my fight for you as well. You're not excluded. And you know what I mean? When Black Lives matter, but all black lives matter, so I just felt it necessary to also say that for whoever may be watching it, and I ain't running for no political office or nothing like that. this ain't me, <laughs> and I'm saying like again that's I'm never in the space of where I'm offering the pandering, but i'm a i i've seen I'm seeing this conversation happen far too often for it not to be mentioned for it not to be uh acknowledged and for those that feel excluded from these conversations or excluded from these marches and these protests because there are a lot of women within the last week, two weeks, I've heard five five or more different accounts where black trans women have been killed. By whom, I don't know. Uh I and mean, I don't know all the details. All the details are not coming out as quickly or as explicitly as uh George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or, you know, any of these different things. But I guess even with that, we got some traction or some action in, in regards to George Floyd, but I feel like the fire seems to have died now when it goes comes to Breonna Taylor. I've not heard as much. I've not heard the same vigor, the same fight, and that happened before George Floyd was. While we got to witness that um, and can still see it countless amount of times, her name, it does not escape me. Her plight or that situation does not escape me because that's a black brother and a sister. She is no longer living and it's from the last I know he's in in jail for protecting his home for attempting to protect his home and his black woman um for these same injustices and these egregiouses to go to go unspoken of I think the last that I heard the latest that I've heard of that is that maybe one of those police officers have been fired but I don't know if official charges have been brought if there is an indictment if there is going to be a trial or any of those things um I do know they said that I don't know where was that Kentucky that they're getting, eradicating no-knock warrants, which is asinine to me that it's even a thing in 2020. But all of these things seems like I could, can be overwhelming, can be a lot, but I'm like, I don't want anybody to be confused. Anybody in the alphabet community, and forgive me, that ain't really a joke. It's just too many letters that's added every year and I can't keep up. But all y'all included into that, you know what I mean, into that, I'm like, everybody deserves to be fought for. All of us deserve to be... Um, to be caped for and we don't need to be out here placating you know what I mean for some you know on some bullshit man so uh, That's why
1: mama, freaking, brother.
2: yeah I just wanted to say that before we even got in uh,
0: so you. Ryan <laughs> to on social media. Uh, uh, you
3: should be on
2: the lookout for it with you
3: uh, go to hustle zone or hustle zone tv right now we are raising uh, funds for to build a, a documentary called the world's first living documentary and it will be an account for oral history and um you know just oral accounts of you know of black and latino um uh, people around the world um it's a big endeavor it was something that i envisioned for a very long time you know uh i think the only time oral history is um is valuable is when it's under oath mm-hmm. but you know Any other time, it's not valuable. And I just want to get the voices of our people so that we could tell our story and educate people. You know, like it's a place where you can go to to educate yourself about, you know, people's experience. The last thing I would say is that, you know, blacks and Latinos are not a monolith, everyone's different, come from different cultures, they have different. Um, point of views on life, and we're hoping to capture this all in this living documentary. So, if you guys can, please go and support the project by going to GoFundMe.com forward slash f forward slash HustleZoneTV.
0: Here for. And, it. As a, just as a side note, documenting, especially our history, uh, you can do it as if you just document your family's history. Just pull out your camera. Have your if you have a grandma that's still alive. And she can you know speak on the history of your family. It's so important all of this stuff is important man mm-hmm. so uh i'm i'm gonna sit down my family and we you know and record our history because at some point it's not gonna be around and uh you know it's it's just an important thing to do so and right now we are cameramen right we all ha- uh have access to to uh documentation you know material whether it's our phone our dslrs our you know um our ipads take video you know so uh just you know it's very important and i'm i'm totally with you with that ryan mm-hmm. uh, so anthony what do uh what do you have uh uh social media as well as uh should we be on the lookout for anything
2: um social media you can catch me on twitter i'm getting back into twitter uh so twitter is free for real that's f-r-e-e-p-h-a-r-e-a-l f-r-e-e-p-h-a-r-e-a-l free for real on twitter um on instagram woodshed pictures spelled correctly the way that you hear that uh, w-o-o-d-s-h-e-d-p-i-c-t-u-r-e-s uh, woodshed pictures. Now, what I have coming, um, what i well, I say what I'm working on. I'm still piecing, piecing together my camera equipment. I just recently purchased a camera about a month ago, so I'm getting back. Like I said, I'm returning back to the film industry, and that's where my passion and my love has been. I've done a number of things in the past, and I just feel like it's time for me to really uh, jump back into it. Documentaries are where I live or where I love to live. i I got a couple short film ideas. and things of that nature that I'm working on. So, but there are a lot of documentaries. They're gonna be documentaries on one, uh, Black manhood. Uh, Another documentary is gonna be on uh, what it's gonna be called surviving DNA, kind of on the plate of like surviving R. Kelly and surviving Neverland Ranch or whatever. But this is gonna be, DNA stands for depression and anxiety. So surviving DNA, what that means as far as us as melanated people and what it is that how we have to cope with things and how we can better cope and how our families can actually identify what it is the person who's going through these things uh without necessarily having to feel like you gotta throw them away or what that person feeling like thrown away because they don't feel understood um also black bdsm that's a documentary or docuseries that i'm working on there are a lot of people that are involved in that world so just everything is just kind of very uh uh Afrocentric, as it were, you know what I mean? And I will, I didn't even think of doing a fundraiser, but I got about 2K that I gotta finish getting up to get the rest of my camera equipment so I can film. I am the director of photography. I am also the editor and all of that good stuff, but I gotta get a couple more pieces of equipment to sit me where I need to be so I can travel across this country as I start in the next two to three weeks heading out west on that journey. So, um,
1: not, not, uh, yeah. not only paying. I'll
2: some, figure something <laughs> out whether it be cash app, GoFundMe, something. I'll even put a list of the camera equipment that I'm going to have. <laughs> hey, man, I will uh, take pictures of you my know, feet, too. COVID, I don't care who the looking at it. Like <laughs> like All 600%. of that, man. Hey, I'm not... A, I'm, uh, Oh, I already know and people paying. That's why I'm like, I'm not opposed Before to sex work. I will take order, shiny pictures it. of my <laughs> elbows if you need me to. <laughs> will, let's get it popping out here. I will luxury. I will I will uh I will send all the ladies out pictures of my wet beard or something, pour some milk on my beard, let them imaginations run wild or something. I I'll I work it out. Hey man, we'll get it popping. Uh so um, but that's where you'll find me. I will end up posting something, you know, what I mean, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, and probably might, might not be anything more than just my cash app. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'll send receipts, literal receipts of what I purchase and how I purchase it and all that. If you need confirmation as far as what it is, it's just supporting. But I'm definitely on the on the on the rise and I'm on the move and I'm looking forward to this, this next leg of this journey. Well, we at Town right now in to 2020 that's for sure. Shout out to the By way, in didn't the way, the year. We, know, go we all love third quarter real soon. So. I know. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You I'm going to be the too, best yeah. man. Get my best yeah. man action on. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. My, yeah, to to my main out. moon yeah. cricket okay. All My right. brother Waiting. from a literal... Shannon, brother. how can we get you uh, social a social media? wish we be on the show. <laughs>
1: Social media, Twitter, IG, Facebook, um, all the same name. Shannon Ford like the president, hyphen Jefferson like the president. Um, I'm still doing Sunday lives on Facebook. Um about nine o'clock ish. Still here Monday nights with you. Lord help us. and um, got a couple of shirts coming out. Um, a couple of masks coming out and Put my quotes to good use so they can be available for purchase. Got two books coming out in 2021. Dismantling Daddy Dysfunctions, May 21st, 2021. Um, And then Marrying Mommy, August 14th, 2021. So show up. Look, support your sister.
0: Can't wait to... Uh, You can get me at KenteF. The website is IndieRadio.org. And, of course, on Instagram, it's KenteFergerson at gmail.com. You know I love you guys all. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys will have a great remainder of your week. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be doing a a little bit of the the post show. But uh, have a great week. And God bless you.